It's me or the dog. That's not just a TV show. That is something we've heard our clients say to their significant others. But how did they get there? And what can you do to prevent this from happening to you? Well, that's what we're going to be talking about next. Let's get this week's episode going. Hey, everybody. I am Jake from On Dog Training Academy. We're an online dog training company. We have courses, we have webinars, and we do one-on-one virtual lessons. So if you're interested in any of that, check us out on dogtrainingacademy.com. Otherwise, if you're here just to listen, welcome to the Learn, Laugh, Bark podcast, where we are going to be talking about everything dogs. And on this week's episode... We are going to talk about puppy proofing your marriage or relationship to to that degree as well because we find that dogs, although they can be great for relationships and they can be great just to live with in general, they do come with some issues that could potentially pop up. And in our dealings with clients over the many years, we have seen situations where people are like, you know what, you have to choose between me or the dog because this isn't working. And it's just a tough place to be put into. So I want to start with some red flags. Uh, I'll say uh, I'm just going to mention four red flags um, that I've noticed. And there's going to be a lot. There's a lot more. But what we'll do is we'll talk about those four. And then we're going to dive into kind of some questions and things you should be talking about before adding a dog to uh, the relationship. Or if you already have a dog, we'll kind of talk about some things you can do along those lines as well. So... With that being said, let's start with some of the red flags. This one is going to be hitting home for a lot of people. And um, these four red flags that I have kind of all sort of, you're going to see kind of a a trend with these. The first one is that your dog sleeps in the bed with you and your spouse or significant other or whoever. And although that seems fun and innocent and like, well, what's the big deal? It kills romance. This is one of the reasons why, personally, I don't have animals in our bedroom because, <laughs> not to get too far down the road, but who really wants to be intimate or, or who can be intimate when there's a dog laying in the bed with them or that's sitting on the floor watching you and listening to you? It just kind of feels a little creepy and awkward. So we've always had the rule that the animals stay out of our bedroom. When we're sleeping at night, we close the door and we just say, dogs are in their kennels, cat is just doing his cat things wandering around because it's just tough. And and if you know, you know, if if you ever uh, have had dogs in bed with you, the moment you start interacting with your spouse in any way, the dog starts to go, what about me? And they want to lay in between you and they just sort of block anything from going on. And that obviously can really affect relationships. And so we want to be careful. I always tell people, look, you can have dogs be in the bed with you, but... Really keep in mind that this is a red flag that if 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 it starts to go downhill, if your relationship goes downhill, this could be a reason because it definitely can kind of alter things in a relationship. Number two is your dog gets all the attention. This one is huge. Now, I, we personally don't have any kids. And so I feel like this is something that happens with kids as well, where kids start to get a bulk of the attention and then your, your significant other, um, your partner 
kind of gets sort of pushed to the side a little bit. And we see this in dogs as well, where someone becomes so infatuated with their dog, so obsessed with their dog, so in love with their dog. And that's great. Like, we want you to love your dog and be bonded. But then they start to, to take that attention they were giving to their partner and start pulling it away and putting it towards their dog or their cat or whatever. We're talking about dogs since this is a dog show, but this can go to any animal. Um, and, and it just starts to, that person then starts to feel left out and it just becomes more and more of a problem. That sort of festers and creates uh, uh, just issues, creates a wedge between even the, the partner and the dog because they start... Uh, um, they start not appreciating the dog as much. They start to get jealous towards the dog because the dog's getting the attention. And it's just kind of leads down to, a, again, just not a good avenue. Um, so you want to make sure you're definitely spreading the love as much as you can and keeping in mind that, yes, your dog's important, but in the end, your dog is a dog and your partner should be more important than your than your dog. Uh, the next one, number three, is you don't have some alone time with your partner. This goes back to the bedroom thing, but honestly, this could be this could be sitting in the living room. So, something I've always hated is, and I love I love our dog Luda, love him to death. You know, even the I'll say I love, I love our cat too. But if if me and my wife are like, hey, we're gonna have like a stay at home kind of date night thing where we're gonna watch movies and 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 you know eat popcorn or whatever and just hang out. Sometimes it's it's just kind of a mood breaker when the dog jumps up in between you and is like wedging themselves in, you know, because obviously then you're not you're not sitting together as much. There's less of that bonding and connecting and it just becomes a problem where the cat wants to jump up and is adamant to be on the person's lap and it just sort of hinders uh, the relationship. And sometimes this is fine. Like, I mean, yeah, we want our dogs to have have their cuddle time, their snuggle time. Same with cats. You want them to have their cuddle and snuggle time. They deserve that too. But we need to sort of manage when it's happening and not just allow it to happen whenever the animal wants. That's the big thing is like we just have to be like, okay, you know what? We love you, but this is our time right now. So either we're going to put you away or we're going to make you go lay down on your bed or we're going to give you a bone, something to keep you preoccupied while we just hang out and, and watch movies and, and, and do whatever. Um and then the last one here, just with these four red flags, just to kind of get this episode started, is your dog is affecting your sleep quality. This is, again, why we create our dogs, because the dog could be getting up in the middle of the night, wanting to chew on a bone, which makes noise, jumping in bed with you, the dog gets hot, dog jumps out of bed with you, and it's just waking you up. And lack of good sleep quality, as I'm sure all of you know, just leads to you being more grumpy and irritable in general. And so whether that's going to affect your relationship, it'll affect your work, it'll affect yourself, it's your health, it's everything. So making sure you're getting quality sleep, sometimes that means the dog's just not going to have to be in the bedroom with you, keeping them out. So you guys can sort of see a trend here of um, of kind of what I'm talking about when it comes to to red flags. And there's a trend of, you know, making sure you have your own time with your partner and you're not, you know, not having your dog be the center of everything. Dogs want to be the center of attention all the time. Most dogs do. So we need to make sure that we are not allowing that to happen all the time. We love our dogs. We want to give them attention, but not all the time. They have to respect our space as well. So with that being said, how do we prevent these things from happening in general? Now, ideally, you come up with plans ahead of time before you get a pet, but we'll say a dog, before you get a dog, 
you come up with a plan ahead of time. Um, if you're already in it, a lot of what I'm going to say will pertain to you as well. You can always come up with stuff now, um, even if you already have the pet. But jumping ahead of it, being proactive instead of reactive, always better. You've heard me say it in previous episodes. It's always better to be proactive in your training, in, ev- in your planning and everything than to be reactive. Because if you're reacting, you're behind the ball already. So the first thing you're going to want to do when you're when you're deciding what to what pet or animal to get is is really just talk about it. Say, okay, what kind of animal should we get? Like, what kind of dog should we get? What's our lifestyle, right? Like, what what uh, are we active? Are we couch potatoes? Do we live? You know, do we do we prefer sitting at home and watching movies all day and playing video games? Or do we work a lot so we're not home a lot? Like, these different things are going to really be important when deciding what kind of dog to bring into your life. Because if you bring the wrong dog in, that dog could struggle, which then obviously is going to put strain on your relationship, right? Like it's, if the dog is a super hyperactive dog and you guys are very laid back people, well, this dog is going to be demanding so much attention and exercise from you that either A, it's going to start lashing out and you're going to have behavior issues or you or your your partner is going to have to put so much time and effort into just pleasing that dog that it's going to then again take away from you. So it's really important to decide what kind of dog you are going to want to get uh, and really do your research on it. Look up the breeds. Talk to people that own these breeds. You know, um, I'd say jump on Facebook pages, but God, when you get into some of those breed-specific Facebook pages, they're just crazy. They're just crazy. So that's, you know, at your own risk. Um the next one is is kind of think about life events coming up, right? Like, is it even the right time to do it? Like, are you just graduating from college and you're just getting into this job that's going to take a lot of attention away from the relationship, away from everything but that job? Maybe that's not a good time to get the dog, right? Maybe you need to wait and and wait till things stabilize. Are you pre- oh are you pregnant and expecting to have a kid in the next nine months because that is, for whatever reason, we deal a lot with, with clients who are pregnant that got a dog. Now, their justification for it is they want their dog and child to grow up together. But realistically, what ends up happening is is your baby becomes priority, which is fine. And then it either goes partner and then dog or dog then partner. But basically, most of your energy is spent towards that that baby and it's not going to be it's not going to to lead well for the dog and it's not going to be good for the partner as well so these can definitely throw wrenches in it so just make sure you're prepared like what life events are coming up that's going to possibly be an issue long term for getting even just adding a dog uh, what are your schedules like like what do you do work wise right like do you are you working 10 hours a day and then your partner's working 12 hours a day or something like maybe you don't have time for a dog these are things you have to keep in mind because if you don't think about it, then it'll sneak up on you. And then, of course, stress becomes part of the relationship. And then there's a problem and it's just not good. Allergies. Let's talk about allergies. You know, do you have allergies? Do you, does your partner have allergies? Because, you know, if you have an allergy for towards a dog, maybe you shouldn't get a dog. And, yeah, you can get your doodles and things like that that aren't as bad, but they still can be. And this is something I really want people to understand. If you're going through lists of breeds that you should and should not have and you're allergic to dogs, just because the dog is hyperallergenic and you 
you know, can have it doesn't mean you should have it. It doesn't mean it's a right fit just because you won't sneeze when you're around it. Really make sure, like if you have a low key lifestyle and you're like, well, I'm allergic to dogs too. So I'm going to get a golden doodle or a labradoodle or some sort of doodle. You got to remember those are high energy dogs. And just because you're not going to sneeze doesn't mean that's going to be a good fit for you. Don't let that be the deciding factor. Don't let that be a factor in general to why you get a dog. It needs to be like when you're going through what dogs are good for you, if there's a breed in there that that you know won't make you sneeze a ton, then you could consider that. But don't let that part of it, the fact that you're allergic to dogs and this dog isn't one that you'll react to, don't let that be a deciding factor solely on its own because trust me it it won't be it won't end well uh some ground rules setting rules i think is so important when you're when you're in a relationship you have to have rules in general right there's expectations for certain things and this goes the same when you're when you're getting a dog like what what are what are your expectations when you get this dog what is your vision when you get this dog because you might say i'm gonna have this i want this dog to sleep in bed with us and be on the couch and just ride you know shotgun with me in the car but then your partner might be like i don't want the dog on the couch because i don't like the dog hair and i don't want the dog in bed with us because i want time with you right so these are things you need to hash out before you get a dog so that it doesn't come up and create conflict while the dog is there in your relationship and again we don't want you to get to the point where the where your partner's like, it's me or the dog. Either this dog gets out of the bed or I'm done. Like that, if you get to that point, you're a long ways down the road. It's not good. Um, so really make sure you're setting ground rules. I think ground rules are super, super important. Um, even just ground rules in like, we're going to train this dog. We're going to start right away. This is what we're going to do. Here's what I expect. Um, because sometimes you'll get partners who aren't don't mind if the dog jumps on them or bites them. But then... The other partner is saying, I don't want the dog to jump or bite or, or do anything like that. You need to hash these things out before getting the dog so that you're not going to be hitting any of these speed bumps along the way. Uh, obviously, like money-wise too, you got to make sure you can afford a dog. Uh, we don't want money to be a stress when it comes to your animal because you get so bonded to an animal that it's basically a child to you and you're going to spend money on it. But this is one of those cases to a degree, unlike kids, where like you have the option to say, well, I'm not going, to, I don't want this dog. I'm not going to get this dog. You know, obviously, you want to make sure you have the money to be able to vet it, to feed it, to to give it all of the enrichment stuff it needs. And um, it just is important to, to make sure financially you guys are set up because again, that's a stress. Money's a stress in relationships. A lot of times anyways, you don't need to add something else. And I'm, I'm going to kind of give you guys a little secret here. Dogs are expensive. Vetting is expensive. Grooming's grooming's expensive. Training's expensive. Everything about dogs is expensive. Food is expensive. So make sure you're making these right decisions now and not going, holy crap, this dog needs all this stuff. I can't afford it. And then there's the stress. And then the dogs, because the dog's not getting what it needs, it's acting out and it just snowballs into a really big uh, disaster, which we don't want. Um, is your, how's this, how's the situation? How is your relationship in this, you know, when you're looking to get a dog? Are you guys already having some rocky stuff? Are you having issues in general? Uh, is your relationship kind of not doing well? Because that's probably not a time to add a dog. Because it's dogs can just be another reason to fight. And I know, I know people listening might say, well, you can get a dog and sometimes dogs can bring people closer together. And you're absolutely right. They can. 
but they also can't. And they also might not. And so we want to make sure that your relationship is stable enough to be able to handle a dog and maybe some of the conflicts or issues that could come up with this dog. You don't want you don't want the first little thing that pops up with the puppy, like the puppy pees all over or something or chews on your favorite shoes or chews on your partner's favorite shoes for it to spark this giant fight where it's like, you aren't watching the dog and oh my gosh, you always do this stuff. And that again, like I've mentioned before, snowballs into just a whole lot of stuff. So really make sure your relationship is at a good point. Um, making sure like duties, caretaking, feeding, bathing, training, pottying, all that stuff, picking up dog poop, all that stuff is hashed out. Who's going to be taking on these jobs? Because if nobody wants to pick up dog poop, then I promise you your yard's going to be disgusting. Your neighbors are going to hate you. And your dog's going to come in after dancing around in its own poop smelling absolutely disgusting. So really hash out these responsibilities right away. And this could be for an entire family. Now, one thing I will say, if you're dealing with more than one person, other person, so it's not just you and your partner, say you have kids, you can tell the kids, here's your responsibilities, but historically the numbers don't really, or the percentage doesn't really line up with that being successful. Uh, a lot of parents will get dogs for kids and then it ends up just being the dog, the parent's dog because the kids are all excited at first, but then they realize, Oh, I have to train it. Oh, I have to bathe it. Oh, I have to pick up its poop. Gross. I'm not doing that. And so it just, yeah, the, the, the kid might enjoy the dog still, but you're going to be stuck with most of the responsibility. So really make sure you're, you're dividing them up amongst the adults in the situation so that you can hold them more accountable and it's just a little bit easier to deal with. Um, and then, you know, just talking it all out, I guess, in general. It's talking everything out, making sure you're open about what you want in a dog. And if you're not comfortable with the type of dog your partner wants, Express that to them and and really talk it out. And your partner hopefully hopefully is listening to this right now as well. If they're not, make sure you share this with them. I think it's a good listen for everybody. Your partner should understand, though, if you're not comfortable with the breed or the age or whatever that you're going – or the timing that you're going to be bringing in a new dog. Because if you're both not on board – it's not going to go well, and I can promise you it's it, it doesn't go well, and resentment can come in, and jealousy can come in, and all these things that you really don't need. We can control this if we do it correctly, so really take your time. Don't be impulsive. We deal a lot with clients who are very impulsive with their puppy buying or dog adopting um, um, decisions, and sometimes it works out, but you know what? Sometimes it really doesn't, and it can just be heartbreaking for the dog, for you. And because remember, if, if your relationship goes south and you end up splitting up or whatever, well, what happens to the dog? The dog's going to be out one person that probably really enjoys, you know, unless you're going to do some like custody, split custody, something or another with the dog, which does happen, but not very often. It typically just goes to one of the two people. And we just want to keep houses together in general. I mean, whether it's dogs or relationship stuff, I mean, a happy home is going to be good for all parties involved. And so that is our goal on the dog end is just to make sure that you are living the best life you can with your partner and with your dog and everybody's happy. And 
It's just all really good. So, guys, that's going to be it for this week's episode. I know there's more I could be talking about about this, and I might revisit this episode maybe around uh, Valentine's Day or something. I could jump into something. We will see. But make sure you share this with people. If you have people that are thinking about getting a dog or if you and your partner are thinking about getting a dog or have a dog, this might be something for both of you to listen to because it's really going to help um, make sure you're setting yourself up for success. And that's always our goal. So thank you guys so much for listening this week. Hopefully you learned something. Make sure you check our website out on dogtrainingacademy.com If you want to learn more about us and, um, you know, share this episode and, uh, hopefully, hopefully it was helpful. So thank you guys so much. And like always, we'll see you next week. Good dog.